1: Well, top of the day, it's a beautiful, beautiful autumn day in Colorado, my home base, and my guest today is also from Colorado, and we work closely together. We've actually addressed variations of this topic before, but because of the ever-changing e-world out here, I think it's critical to come back, and especially because there's some new goodies, there's some new bills and whistles to the ebook book arena. Um, I, I can remember years ago when people were talking everything e and all print was going to go to hell in the handbasket and that did not happen in fact the majority of books sold today are still print books but ebooks are important they should be a duality at least and maybe you have a triology if you want to call it that with audio but you should be thinking print and ebook and even if you do a print on demand book for the, the paper side, so you have it to complement your E, it is just smart to do. You make more money, you give your your reader um, uh, more options, which everyone likes to have, and there's just a lot you can do. So we're going to be deep diving into what's new, what's hot, what's cold, what's old, what's new in the E world. Joining me will be Nick Taylor, Nick is the Hi there. principal. Hi, Nick, in uh, Light and Sound Graphics, and he is actually the first guy we turn to when we want to make eBooks for our clients because he turns it around so fast, and he is able to get in graphics that that really look slick and click um, for the viewer. So it's just not line after line after line after text. He's been working in the ebook side of the industry for over five years, which is like long term, right, Nick?
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's
1: almost the whole time the industry's been around, yeah. Oh, yes. It's, well, it's really long-term. As a writer, he's had a lot of success in marketing his own books. He is a best-selling author, and he writes in the fantasy line. His latest book is called Pactum, P-A-C-T-U-M, which you can find on Amazon. And, um, and he's really savvy in the whole sphere of how to do marketing. And how do you take advantage of free days and use coupons? And which venues and platforms should you be up and about? And maybe which ones are yawn and you should be avoiding? So that's what today's all about. Nick, welcome to the program. Are you ready to dive in?
2: I am. Thank you for having me on.
1: You're welcome. So, you know, in our conversation, which piqued my attention right away, and I'm saying, man, we haven't done anything on kids' ebooks. We haven't talked about children's in the ebook world um, on no. any of our shows, so why don't we just hit that right out of the gate? Of what's going on, what can they do, what can't they do, um, and what's hot right now?
2: For sure. So we've had for the bulk of the ebook marketplace, and I'm not counting the iPad here in the iBook Store, which has always been very robust and able to handle. Pretty much anything you could throw at it. But the bulk of the ebook marketplace and the bulk of, them, of all that kind of stuff, kids' books have kind of been put by the wayside, um, predominantly because of their illustrations. And if you're a big press, you know, you can sometimes get in with some pretty good products. But for indies and small presses, you're kind of hamstring. That changed about a month and a half, two months ago. Um, Kindle came out with some new platforms for it, so getting kids' books. Into ebook is even easier, including comic books, graphic novels, manga, you name it. Um, And they look almost identical to your print book. So they have all the benefits of a fixed layout book. So they have a lot of that, but the ease of reading. Kindle actually has a new um, buyer that I believe started shipping. I want to say it started shipping last week, but they have a couple products coming out. One of them started shipping, and the other one's about to start shipping. Um, and it's actually directed towards kids. It's the Kids Kindle Fire HD, and it's it's pretty impressive.
1: Mm-hmm. And what may, and so what makes it different is that you can have all those gorgeous graphics in there, and they're mm-hmm. not. Is that correct?
0: Yeah,
2: the Fire HD the, the Kids Edition is coming out with a couple cool features. It's only 150 bucks. It has a case on it that kids can drop. Two years, no questions asked, replacement policy. All of the parental controls people have come to know and love with the Fires, which means you can set how much time they play games and, and videos and even what time it turns off, all that kind of fun stuff. But one of the other big things that this edition ships with is one-year free Kindle Unlimited, and it connects right into the kids' side of the store. They can't buy anything. They can download free stuff to the heart's content. But they can't buy anything, and they can only go to certain parts of the store, which means all of Kindle's kids' books, that it has, and they're trying to pack this store full right now, they're really pushing hard for it, these kids can go on there and can go and download as many books as they like that are in the unlimited program. So for your kids, you you get the fire for Christmas, you're basically looking at not having spend that much money on books over the next year, and they can go buck wild downloading them.
1: So they don't need mommy and daddy's credit card where they could really go butt wild, right?
2: Yeah. So, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. There's no yeah, they don't have access to the credit cards and you gotta put in some stuff in order to purchase things and you can open it up to the other store. But yeah, there's no there's no going uh yeah, no going butt wild with our credit cards, thank goodness. But yeah, they can uh they can download as many books as they want and as far as authors get paid, that's the same as the unlimited program already is. So after they swipe through a handful of pages um you get part of you get paid
1: basically so can they cross or i mean are they limited to these freebie downloads uh, in perpetuity i mean not in perpetuity for one year uh, can they let's say that we have a precocious 7 year old okay. who who wants to read alive <laughs> or her, okay. her, her wants to read the divergent series um um, can they cross over and pick those books up too? Or are they limited to a certain um, array of books and titles?
2: They can, um, but the parent has to be the one to actually go ahead and get that book and authorize that purchase for the kids because it's all based around the parental controls. Around the, the idea is that Kindle wants to make it so that if your kid is on their Kindle, you don't have to be looking over their shoulder to make sure they're not doing anything dumb. But if you want to put something on there or give them access to something, that's
1: something that you can do. Well, here's an off-the-wall question. What if I was an adult? Was, was, I'm an adult. and Let's say I bought one of these new $150 deals with, a, with a one year of freebie, and they think it's for a kid, and it's really me. Um, how, how do they know what, what if, if you're only buying adult titles?
2: You know, um, I don't think they do. I, and I don't think they care. I think um, they're using the Kindle Unlimited for a year to sweeten the pot for parents. But um, in general, Amazon's pretty good about giving out free services like that to get people to buy new devices. I know when the Fire first came out, I got Prime for three or four months or whatever it was, or maybe it was a year. I can't quite remember. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's something – I mean, I don't know 100%, but I'm pretty sure you could – you could get one of these and do that. I mean, the regular Kindle Fire is about ten dollars cheaper, and it's the exact same thing, just with a case um, and some software changes. So, and I don't know what kind of deals they have running with that Fire. It might have a year of it limited with it already. I'm I'm not entirely sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Nick, I haven't seen any latest uh, stats on how many. What, what's the typical amount of books that are purchased? Monthly on on the e reader format are, are they? Out, I'm assuming they're out there. Are you familiar with them?
2: On some of them, on some of them are difficult to say because you can get some book scan kind of results that come in where publishing houses and indies and stuff come out and say, "This is how much we have," and we know that Amazon that the Kindle market is about 60 65 percent of the marketplace right yes. now. The big yes. problem is is that Kindle does not release their numbers.
1: All right, so we know so, that
2: ebooks are around 30%, but we don't know the exact number being downloaded.
1: All right. So it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a secret. It's a secret. Um, to right. That. Yeah, they're
2: not very open about
1: it. Okay. So what we're hearing is that it's probably going to be the hot Christmas gift in families with kids, and they're probably going to be doing double-ups because Susie isn't going to want to read Billy's, and Billy isn't going to share with Susie's because it might have cooties anyway. Oh, and it
0: might be pink. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't want oh, that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. So, so kids is new, and they're now programming exclusively for them, and they're going to be able to use the picture books. So, yeah. is this? Nick, is is this a uh, to counter the big tablet movement, or, I mean, is this going to take a hit? Because iBooks, it was my understanding, and you can tell me I'm wrong, that because most of the kids' book needed to be a more fixed format, that, that the, the platform they went to was iBooks. Is that correct?
2: It is. That's what they did. Um, I think what Amazon is doing is they did this with ACX which was their audiobook um, company that they purchased, and even the KDT program in general, I really, and this is this is nothing I have anything to, to back up, is my own personal thoughts on it. Amazon is going after a different marketplace. They're going after a different set of people, the fires, they want to move fires. Um, fires are half the cost of an iPad, and with these cases and the replacements, they're a whole lot more durable, which... You know, combines to make parents want to purchase it. Um, And then opening this up, this really opens up the floodgates, especially for small and independent presses to be able to just go in because right now a lot of the kids' books, you're kind of picking and choosing what you're going to put in that iBook store, which is such a small percentage of the marketplace whereas now it's saying, hey, these kids' books are filtering down to every fire that's out there and phone and everything that's running the Kindle app. So all of a sudden, this market that really kind of wasn't there before
1: is Opens up. Uh-huh.
2: And it's where it should be.
1: So if, if there was a children's book on, on iBook, do, does it have to be uh, reformatted? Um, would they have to come to someone like you to redo it, to make it Kindle-friendly? Is there is a different program?
2: Um, they're going to want it to be in. They need the Mobi file in order to do that. So if they don't have a Mobi file, uh, that's the Kindle file. Yes. Exactly. Um, if they don't have that file, then yeah, yes. they're going to probably have to come to someone like me or learn how to build those books.
1: Got it. So heads up, everybody! If you're if you already have juvenile children's books on the iBook platform and you want to be able to do this, you need to get a conversion to Mobi. We're going to be right back. We're talking eBooks all session with Nick Taylor. I'm Judith Files, and it's author you, your guide to book publishing.
0: To book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book,
3: some of
1: us even have.
3: Then the hard work starts.
1: You'll need an editor.
3: Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze.
1: They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies.
3: Learn more at 1106design.com.
1: Then call Michelle at. 602-866-3226-1106 Design.
3: Is there a book in you or another? Author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good. If you already have a book out,
4: Picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces eBooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival, Award and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303 985 4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ friend of Judith's and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing.
1: Nick Taylor, the principal in lightandsoundgraphics.com, and one of the people we refer a lot of our books for conversion into the e-format Um is my guest, and we are talking the e-world today, and especially what's new with kids. So we've got the new Kindle um, Fire coming along that is going to be graphic-friendly like crazy. It's going to have a hard case that the kids can't break in a nanosecond, um, and that it's going to be very friendly to whether it's comic graphics or just the uh, the fixed format you see with very young children. Uh, That we have. And then the huge perk is that it's got a freebie attached that for one year, that's 365 days, that the child uh, can download as many books that are available as possible. And Nick, do you have any idea um, how many that they're going to have available? Is it going to be the whole array of children's books?
2: It's just going to be the books that are part of the Unlimited program. So that will depend on what Amazon does with big press books, uh, and that will be on a contractual basis on what they're allowed to do, and then small and indie presses that have gone through the KDP program and have gone into the KDP Select program. Those books mm-hmm. will be available select. There should be, as far as kids' books, I, I know in the, the whole Unlimited program, there's there's like well over 100,000 titles, but I'm not sure what percentage of those are kids. But I, I know they're adding them left, right, and center with a vengeance.
1: hmm Well, so I, I think that for all listeners, you need to pay attention. So to, to participate in the unlimited program, what matching box does someone have to mark uh, to do that on Amazon on the inside there? I guess it's going to be inside the KDP account?
2: I'm sorry, what's that?
1: So do you have to mark a special box that says, I'm, I'm yes, going to do this? You do, okay. And is that going to be inside the KDP Select program?
2: Yes, that'll put that title on that program for 90 days. Um, it is an exclusive program where you can only have that book in there, where you can only sell the e-edition on the Kindle store for 90 days. You also do get with the Kindle Select program in that 90-day block, you get um, five days where you can mark the book for free. If you want to do some sort of promotions or something like that, you can the book
1: for those okay so if people are going to be in the store that their volumes can be downloaded they have to be on the exclusive side with KDP and not just have their book up e world is that correct Can I hear correct. that right okay all right yeah. so it's important to understand that those are some of those rules little rules that you need to play with. Uh, in that, and then, if you were an author, Nick, let's talk about this. Let's say that I had a kids' mm-hmm. book, and, you know, and I, and I don't have any of my own, but um, I certainly have clients that work with me that have children's books, and um, their book sells for print say sixteen ninety five, and maybe the mm-hmm. e's going to come in at I don't know what the typical range. Let's say it's five ninety nine for a kids' book, um, or four ninety nine or something like that. How are if it's unlimited? uh, Explain to our listeners how our author is going to earn a royalty, or are they?
2: So the way they will they will earn a royalty depending on what the 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 reader does. So the way the unlimited program works is the same way that the Kindle Owners Lending Library works through the Prime program. And what that is is for KDP Select users, Kindle has Amazon has put out a cash pot. And that cash pot changes every month. It could be $700,000. It could be a million dollars, you know, kind of whatever the case may be. And as books are downloaded through Kindle Unlimited, the, the say, you know, your kid downloads the book. My my son downloads the book, and he flips through a couple pages of the book. As soon as he's reached a certain percentage of the book, I believe it's about 20%, 25% of the book, that they've gone through and read that book because this also works in the, the regular – you know, ebook world where someone read, reads say twenty percent of your book that's available in limited program, then it goes down as a sale. And that sale, they take all the sales through the lending library and through the unlimited program for the month, and they say, okay, we had let's for the sake of argument, there's a hundred dollars in this cash pot and there was a hundred sales. Each sale gets a dollar. To kind of put it in perspective that way. So you don't have a fixed amount that you're gonna get per. Book per month, the range tends to fluctuate. A lot of people in the select program find that they get royalties per sale for one of these, you know, sales that counts towards the cash pot of anywhere from around a dollar to two dollars per unit. Um, So you don't have the exact sales, the exact numbers that you might like, that you would definitely like for a program like this or like something like um, Oyster or Scribe or something like that would have that are also subscription-based programs, but you do get some, and the idea is, especially on a kid's book, where they're so much shorter, for a kid to get in to that part to where it's going to count for a sale is going to be a whole lot faster than someone who's writing something a little bit more long-form, like even a short story or a, a novel, whereas a kid might, you know, flip through two or three pages and be on page one after the copyright page, title page, or whatever, and all of a sudden you've got that sale.
1: Right. so there you go. So, and, and I, you know what, I, um, I, I have a question about the Unlimited. Now, they that rolled out what, two months ago, roughly, from Kindle? Yes, um,
2: yeah, two, three months, something like that, yeah.
1: And, you know, there's been a lot of controversy about it, because, basically because of the pooling. That was one of the things, and the exclusivity um, to it. So, mm-hmm. What's been? Do, have you? Is there any solid numbers, or is this another secret thing? Uh, uh.
2: There's not much that's coming out about it. Some authors will publish based on their sales rank, what they think the numbers are, but we're really, it's kind of, it's, it. We don't know for
1: sure. Okay. Well, it, yeah, when you don't know, I guess you don't know. But I think for all our listeners, they need to de- you know, decide. Amazon is the gorilla, especially if your books are primarily North America. You need to think about that. Mm-hmm. For listeners who are out of the country, you need to make sure that you're playing with Kobo and some of the other animals out there. But Amazon right. certainly is in U.S. right now So to as, as the dominant player. So if you're willing to go along with that, at least for uh, to take advantage maybe maybe nick what you do is if you're going to buy the, the the kindle for the holidays mm-hmm. um, you download like crazy and get everything <laughs> you oh, there want. you go <laughs> and and um but so but you have it for a year, you have it for a year. but as the author yourself, maybe you don't want to have your book available all year long. Maybe you only want to do it for three months. So we have two sides that we have to look at. Am I right in looking at this way?
2: You do. And the other coin to look at, especially in this scenario um, with the the kids program being unveiled, those kids fire HDs out of the box are not going to recognize other books that are not part of the Unlimited program, meaning your book isn't in select. Those kids aren't even going to see the title if they have a Kids Fire HD unless the parents are changing things and they can get on the regular Kindle store. Um, Since they can only see the free products that are on there in the kids category, they're not going to see any other titles. So in that way, um, they've made it very much so, so that your visibility is very dependent upon the select program.
1: Mm-hmm. So, is this? Let's say I'm a new author, or I'm, I'm just playing around, just coming into the children's field. It, would this be a time to kind of go into an acceleration mode and try to get a whole bunch of product out there? Um,
0: oh yeah. To,
1: to to actually flood the market and get your name uh, going.
2: Oh yeah. This is this is akin the way I'm I'm looking at this. This is like the ebooks. First, started getting big, right? We had to get enough devices out there for people to buy it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Those early adopting authors, hey, some of them brought in ridiculous amounts of money that came in. We have the same thing going on right now with kids' books. There's only so much inventory out there. It's got to be written, it's got to be illustrated, it's got to be published.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: As indies, we can work so much faster than a big house can. So, yes. and we've, we're finally now part of the playing field. We're part of the playing field and we have that advantage for the time being. So yeah, if you're a children's author or an aspiring children's author, get your butt in a chair and get writing.
1: <laughs> and and if you're if you're gonna be doodling drawn, get drawn or you get someone to help you. But let me make also make a suggestion yeah. to you. If you're talking about a strategy to flood the market and, 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 and really brand and position yourself, one of the things I'm gonna encourage you to do, because if you you see these in especially in the fiction authors Um, That they, as as soon as they really establish themselves, they come out huge with their name on top. And so people will start looking, oh, it's the latest James Patterson, it's the latest, latest David Baldalshi, it's the latest, you know, fill in the blank. And that what they do is they say, "Oh that i you know I don't recognize this cover, so obviously I must not have it." One of the things I'm going to suggest to you is unless you noodle over it as we go into our next break is that that um get your put your name big on top, so you start branding. I am just such a a crazy um to try to get my authors to brand themselves." And that they start, people will start, that they love your words, if they love your humor, your silliness, whatever it is how you write. They will go in and get it. And for children's books, as we lead here, if you think of like Stein, R.L. Stein, everyone just buys those. And they just buy them by number now. So with that, we'll be right back. This is Judith Riles. It's all through you. your are guided
0: is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Briles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
4: Since 1987, Colorhouse Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Colorhouse to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com.
3: When Ed Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From e-book to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question at
0: Publishing. everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith briles
1: well, I have to just share a little bit our, our off-the-air um, off conversation I had with Nick Taylor because I had one of those aha moments, which I love aha moments to come in, um, and that it was uh, dealing with the whole issue of my husband who writes poetry. And that he but it's kind of, you know, funky and fun and quirky. And he's got this whole thing going for kids right now. He, I mean, he had a beautiful poem, a book that was written, Have You Ever Held a Mountain, which has won multiple awards and is a gorgeous gift book. But he, you know, he draws a little bit. He does that. So my aha that came in is John could have literally 26 little books because, as you know, kids' books, children's books, are smaller 're not talking about hundreds of pages you 're talking about you know for a if' a print book you'd like you want thirty two pages total so you can get a spine on that baby, but in the e world we 're not worried about that right Nick
2: nope
1: no, so he True would not. whip up <laughs> whip up um, he 's already got uh, all of them written, and he 's got the capability of uh, you know, here's someone whose dream as a kid was to work for Disney, but his parents derailed that and said, Oh no, 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 you know, you, you don't want to be a cartoonist and an animator. Um, but he's got that in his DNA. So he could whip that up and put it together. So I know what we're gonna be talking about over dinner tonight. <laughs> so There you go. There you go. All right. So let's talk let's let's jump into some of the other things. So I know, Nick, you've talked about that you're not um, a huge advocate of doing anything exclusively with anybody. But for this particular case, you're saying this would be something to certainly test the waters?
2: I think it'd be wise to. And it is only 90 days. Um, The select program can be hard for people who have established reader bases out there, And they Mm -hmm. come out with the new book, they don't want to exclude their Barnes & Noble fans because this is the only place where this market is right now. I'm sure that will change, but for right now, it's the only place where it is. Yeah. Uh, You know, if that's where it's at, then that's where it's at. So it's one of those where, for this time, I will say it's probably worth giving a shot.
1: All right. So if you're going to play, this is where you want to start playing. All Right now, I just Mm -hmm. mentioned that john can actually my hubby john can actually draw but what if you are just you know your numble fingers here and you don't have that skill you don't have that vision nick you've got a couple of places you like to recommend that people jump over to to test the waters to see if they can find someone what are those
2: so a couple of places i mean first author use website i didn't include that in my email this this morning but um I, I don't, I'm i sure Arthur, you have some people that they, they have out there. But there's three other sites that I would definitely look at. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is called Fiverr. It's mm-hmm. F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. Mm-hmm. Fiverr is for very low-cost graphic solutions, but a lot of graphic designers, illustrators go in there, put something very cheap up there in the hopes for getting new clients. So if you go on there and look for illustrators, you can probably find some pretty good people. I know some authors who found some great um, illustrators on there. Another great resource is one of my absolute favorite sites. It's called DeviantArt.com, D-E-V-I-A-N-T-Art.com. This has everything from 3D graphics to illustrations, to hobbyists, whatever. They do have job boards on there where people can post that. Um, where professional illustrators can find you or you can find them. There's a little bit more hunting around, but I'm going to tell you what, I can spend hours on that site. There's a lot of cool stuff on DeviantArt. And then another solution is a website called 99designs.com. You can post a project, um, say, These, this is my bid. This is how much I'm willing to pay. Um, and people and, and graphic artists will come in and actually you know, say, well, this is what I would do it for, give you some samples. Or what have you. But for the kids' books, where a lot of times you're splitting costs on it, where the illustrator's picking up part of the risk and therefore getting part of the royalties, I think the fivers and the deviant arts are great. I mean, this is getting you connected, especially deviant art, getting you connected with people from all over the world. There's some amazing illustrators out there that do not charge anywhere near as much as someone who's living in the U.S. or some really expensive part of the U.S. You can get some amazing art at some great prices and and connect with some pretty cool people at
1: the same time. Uh, You know, I had – one of my clients went to 99designs and picked up a young gal from Poland who did Mm – and she was making a deck of cards and um, gorgeous. She did gorgeous, gorgeous work that that probably would have cost her – close to $5,000 with the amount of work that was done that was a, a fraction of it. It's all, I'll, that's all I'll say oh, on no. the a fraction of it. So you can do that. And, and so you're saying go ahead and say I'm willing to pay X amount or they just come in and they bid on their side. How, how does that work?
2: So on like a 99 designs, you're going to come in and say here's my project, and you give a brief overview of your project and what you're looking for and you say this is the amount that mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay and a yeah. bunch of designers while they submit finished designs especially like I, I know like on a cover art class people usually submit near finished designs. yeah um and you probably say I like these and it goes down to into a smaller bidding war and then finally to where you award um a contract to someone and there's options where you can say I'm not going to I'm not a guarantee that I'm going to pay someone or I'm going to guarantee it you know get different things or something like I said on the DeviantArt where on their job board, which gets a lot of activity, um, a, lot of, a lot of activity, you can say, I'm doing this, put your pitch for your book in there, especially if you're saying, I'm not going to pay you for I'm going to pay you in royalties instead, which sometimes happens, especially in like the manga and comic book and graphic novel arena, where you say, here's my book, here's my thing, here's what I'm going to do, who's willing to take this on, and people will respond by their private messages, so you have to have an account on DeviantArt, which is free as a private message you or message you on there you can look at their portfolio on the site the site is built for portfolio that's basically what it is it's a big portfolio site and so you can see what they're doing see where they're from see what kind of interaction they have with people um i definitely recommend somebody who's got some interactions who has a good portfolio those kind of things and, and you can find some really great people some others that you can find if you just look for illustrations and whatever's down on the search bar you can find some people that'll then have commissions open where you can commission them to do something. I mean, I've seen some people do some just incredible art for really, really, really dirt cheap, in my opinion, dirt cheap. And it's just top notch stuff I could never imagine doing.
1: Okay, so what's dirt cheap? Give us a range of what dirt cheap looks like.
2: I have seen people do um especially i'm personally i'm a i'm an anime and manga fan um Mm -hmm. people do anime manga commissions from anywhere Mm -hmm. from 25 dollars for full color which Mm you know Mm -hmm. should cost you a few hundred and -hmm. then i've seen some people who have had very high price which is definitely worth it things where i've seen some illustrated covers some illustrated images that have been you know in the thousands so i mean you Mm -hmm. really can get that range of there's there's some people who will say hey building up my portfolio building up whatever I'll come in and I'll do your initial project for five bucks or something like that or a hundred, whatever the case may be. You will find the entire range there. You can probably find someone on DeviantArt that will do the work for you at whatever price range you're looking at.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, Nick, let me ask you because you heard me say on the opening that I'm a big believer in having both print and e. So let's mm-hmm. say we come in. Um, is there a uh, can we do this simultaneously? That you. Mm-hmm. Drop in that E and then you create the print because I know a lot of kids um, like to, you know, maybe they want to have the the book as well. And I know a lot of, you know, when I was talking to um, our big uh, bookstore, Tattered Cover here in town, they had said Mm -hmm. last Christmas they saw a huge, huge um, surge of parents coming and saying wanting the print book over over the tablet. Or the tablet.
2: Right. Um, yeah, something you can definitely do in conjunction. And I think if you have the, the resources to do that, sure. Mm-hmm. I think having print in ease is always a fantastic idea. So yeah, it's something you can do. You know, there's a whole gamut of ways of going to print with these, these things. And if you have the means and abilities or whatever resources you need to get that done, I would definitely recommend it.
1: Okay, so we've talked about you know here's your platform. You can go up. Probably you want to use the Kindle on everyone. I'm going to see. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a flood away from iBooks, or I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. Um, but that having and for our authors who are creating books, and a great idea, Nick, of of, of, of really flooding here, coming in first and flooding um, with that, and creating a surge, and and then we've got options Fiverr com, DeviantArt.com and 99designs.com. A couple of other illustrators I like quite a bit is Don Seidel, Don Seidel, S-I-D-L-E, Don com. and in some, sometimes Shannon Parish, S-H-A-N, um, uh, N-O-N, P-A-R-I-S-H.com can can has some really good fun kids and related cartoons, illustrations that you can use very quickly. So there's, there's five options for you to go to to add to your art. Remember, over 70% of the world is visual, and so you really need to have good art um, to tie with that. All right, so we got a book. We're up, and we have got a, we've got about a couple of minutes left in this segment, and then we'll have our final segment. So, Nick, let's talk about marketing a little bit. How do we okay. move these books? How do we let the world know that we've got something that's better than sliced bread?
2: Okay. There's a whole range of going to market, but on the ebook, book the, the route that I'm going to go down on this one, is mm-hmm. there are some very, very, very powerful sales sites that are out there. One okay. of the biggest ones is called BookBub, and BookBub, Is a paid-for service, and they're an actual email marketing company where people sign up and say, I want to learn about books in X genre. And you can say, I want to submit my book to be advertised on this date. And BookBub has a whole bunch of brackets of what the book is going to be priced at, what the the discount range is going to be. If you're saying, hey, it's one of my free days, it's going to be this, it's going to be, you know, I'm discounting it down to $2.99 or whatever the case may be.
1: Okay, now we're you you,
2: can,
1: all right. Hold, at I want you end. to put thought. Yeah, hold that thought. We need to run okay. into our break here. So let's right. do that. And and also when we come back, let's talk, let's talk about pricing. What's it cost to get on uh, and all that? All right, this is Judith Bries. Nick Taylor is with me. We're talking ebooks and what you can do to create them as well as market them. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. We'll be right back.
3: By the way, Briles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd.
5: At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory, Management, a new print on demand facility, streaming browser based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1 800 465 5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com.
0: Welcome back to your guide
5: to book publishing. Everything you want
0: to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.
1: All right. We've got a book. It's an ebook, Whether it's for kids or adults, we're just going to now talk about e-world. What do we need to do to get those out there so people will scramble to buy them? What sources? Nick started talking about BookBub. Let's go back and, mm-hmm. and hit back on BookBub. Nick.
2: All righty. So um, in the break, I actually pulled up BookBub's latest pricing and statistics page. Um, to kind of put you a little bit in perspective, I've got their top number one category is mysteries. They have people who are subscribed to the mysteries email list. Is Are you ready for it? million users. Whoa. So you do this for 300, say you have a book going for a free day and they have to approve your book, which we can talk about that, but say they approve your book, which isn't overly hard to get done. It's $320. The average downloads is 2,900 and 29,500 units. That's on a free book.
1: Okay. So say it again for a free book is how much?
2: On the mysteries, their average downloads. Yeah. Is, Twenty nine thousand five hundred units. The range goes generally from eleven thousand five hundred to forty six thousand downloads.
1: Okay, that's so that's a let,
2: lot of books.
1: It's huge. So let me ask you this, because authors do ask. Well, does is this downloads through? Is it connected to Amazon or is it just through BookBub and it's all by itself?
2: It's all by itself. It's not an Amazon service. They will also um, do advertisements and campaigns for Barnes and Noble, Kobo. Um, in those places as well.
1: They do? Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: And they have um, several different tiers where you have books that are free, books that are under a dollar, books that are between $1 and $2, and books that are over $2. There's different prices depending on the genre or their category in which of those options you go with. Um, to, again, put it in the mystery slot, um, if a book is over $2, the $1, $1,600 to run the campaign, which, which seems like a lot, but the average unit sold is 2,700 books. Um when that email goes out, um, this puts you on a chart. Uh guaranteed this puts you on a chart. And that's a lot, a lot of units. If you're figuring you're getting two bucks a pop, you're pulling in quite a bit of money for your sixteen hundred dollars there. But you again you do have to get your book approved by Book in order to do it.
1: Okay, so this is is this on the mystery channel we're talking about here?
2: This is still in the mystery. Yeah, it's just the top one, so it's the one I have highlighted.
1: If mystery you're saying the average, uh, it's and and the cost to be to do that push for the paid side, you said was sixteen hundred dollars. Did I hear that? Yeah,
2: if you have a book that's under a dollar, it's six hundred and forty. A book that's between one and two dollars, it's nine sixty. So I mean they have they have it very clearly, you know, what you're gonna be what you're gonna be paying and about what you can expect to see
1: got it got it so um, then what i then what i would see is that um, if if you if you priced it at 2 bucks or $1.99 special we just do a special one shot shootout and so you're going to pay 960 bucks and if the average is 2700 and i'm going to be coming in just under 2 my math tells me my crude math is roughly $5400 and i spent 960 okay all right i see the return uh-huh.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yep, it's very good. It's a very good return. They do wonderfully well.
1: All right, and then and then, so what are the other big topic areas? Mystery is number one. What else?
2: Uh, we got contemporary romance that has just over a million subscribers, and then historical fiction that's actually very very similar. Then thrillers. Getting down in historical erotica, has um, some other big categories in here. Um, you have a teen and young adult, three hundred thousand people fantasy, obviously near and dear to my heart, being a fantasy author. There's seven hundred ninety thousand people who are subscribed to that list, and the prices are going to vary again as you're doing it. So you know, we looked at the example of the, the over two dollars book being sixteen hundred dollars to market. That mystery book, the fantasy, which doesn't have, which has about half the subscribers, then, only seventeen. Is only seven hundred to do it. So,
1: so let me ask difference. you this: is there is there a sweet spot price? I mean, Amazon says the the data, the latest data I saw in the e world, was three ninety nine was the sweet spot for mm-hmm. for fan, for fiction for fiction. I am not talking about nonfiction, but for fiction. 399 whether it's going down I don't know or whether it's changed or gone up I don't know I do know that when I have gone in um, and looked at some of the prices that that for more some of the more popular ones or named people um, for example when we went overseas uh, during the summer we were in Europe for three weeks that I loaded up John's reader because he, he's all into the uh, Jack Reacher uh books. Mm, okay right so i loaded up and nothing was under 599 nothing right right, right. so um in in looking at that kind of thing i think it's stress. if i was a new author um i think one of my strategies might be to to maybe try to push out a, a dollar or a dollar 50 book or, I mean, people will kiss off a dollar. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know what the mentality is, but maybe they'll kiss off a dollar and just try something figuring it doesn't break the bank. If something new comes along and, and invest the $600 and, and listen to me, everyone, I'm saying invest, because this is a strategy you have to do investments in your marketing um, and invest in the strategy that number one, if I can move 600 books, for six hundred and forty, whatever the number was, the cost for the dollar price, what was it?
2: Um, are we looking at the on the mystery for uh, one dollar book at six hundred and forty, and you move around twenty seven hundred
1: units? Okay, so if I invest a dollar, I mean I invest six hundred and forty, and if it moves twenty seven hundred, you know basically that's a four to one, and so I've gotten my money back. Um, I, you know, let me tell you, I do that all day long, and. Mm-hmm that that strategy w- could go in very um very lucrative and i don't think a lot of authors think about this to maybe maybe i just need to go b- do a rabbit hole here and push that way and don't worry about amazon or whatever and and play this game and and, and let me ask you this let me come into since fantasy is your uh, what you write in there's n- uh-huh. not 1.7 million People who subscribe to that. You said it was roughly seven hundred thousand. Uh
2: Seven hundred ninety thousand.
1: Okay, so just shy of eight hundred thousand. And what would be the cost difference in going down that rabbit hole?
2: So if I was going to do that, uh, what was the the ninety nine cent you know under dollar book? It'd be two hundred and eighty dollars oh. to mm-hmm. move about twelve hundred units. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're getting a pretty good conversion on this.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I think that's a great strategy for people to start thinking about and going into that. So um, I, I, I guess for all our listeners, it would be a good idea to subscribe. Become a subscriber of uh, BookBub so you can see mm-hmm. what's coming along and you can get the feel of what's happening. And I'm assuming they have a newsletter or e-zine. That you can see what's 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 happening in the world before you jump in, but I think it's um, it's it's intriguing. <laughs> it's
2: intriguing. It's a great service.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about. We we have about four minutes left. Let's talk about Goodreads. Okay. All right. So what are the pros and cons, and how can we leverage them?
2: Um, so the pros of Goodreads, especially um, a Goodreads giveaway. Um, in mm-hmm. particular, which is where you get a lot of push here. The pros of a good Goodreads giveaway is, in my experience and in most people I've talked to's experience, you generally get reviews out of that giveaway book. Out of however many give giveaway, you usually get that many reviews back on both Goodreads and a lot of times Amazon and other places too, which is great because BookBub has requirements. They want to make sure a book is decent before they pass it out to their people. So you can use Goodreads giveaways to get those reviews to be able to get the power of something of a BookBub or other services like it. And there's a whole bunch of them that are out there. Um, Some of the cons of a Goodreads giveaway is when people enter a giveaway, they don't go out and buy the book because they're waiting to get it. And if Goodreads notified people that they didn't win the the giveaway and to go buy the book, it would be fantastic. But unfortunately, Goodreads doesn't. If you don't win a giveaway – You don't get notified. So you just have yet another book in your to read shelf. And as an author, the other con is I don't get notification. I don't get the contact information. I can't reach out to those people who didn't win. I only get the mailing addresses for the people who won. So those are the cons. But on the other side, if I say I'm going to come in and say I'm going to give away 20 books, 20, 30 books, whatever, I can go on there. I can get a lot of people who are interested in my book who are then going to enter this giveaway, and I'll give out 20 or 30 copies, which hopefully people spread out and tell people and friends and family about. But the biggest thing is you're probably going to get reviews, and when other people go to your Amazon Goodreads page, those librarians, whoever go there, and your book is reviewed and is getting hopefully reviewed well, which you know that's just as having a good book, but a lot of different reviews on there, it really makes your book look stronger.
1: All right, so, and then one other goodie, because we're almost out of time here, is that people need to realize, and and I did a wonderful review, um, interview with the president of one of the library associations, librarians do not go to Amazon to read reviews. Guess where they go? They go to Goodreads. They go to Goodreads. So they want to see what consumers are saying, what real readers are. They want to look at the chatter. And when they're adding to their collection, I think that's, you know, something to really think about. All right. So, Nick, we are out of time. We obviously have to do this again. We are not done. We have so much more to talk about. We need to do a whole show on blogger giveaways, how to bundle, and and come back to this whole marketing world because, you know, the Internet is the town hall for marketing? I've said this for a long time, and the more you shy away from it, I had one author in my office that I just said, "You got to do this," and he just held his head in his hand, and I just said, "You know, get over it. Here's where we go." So, Nick, thanks for being with me.
2: Thanks for having me on.
1: You're on, and this is Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. I'm Judith Fryles. We'll be back next week. Have a fabulous.